Welcome to the ENT Employees Navigating Taxes podcast. As always, I'm Heidi Couch, your host, and we have three accounting specialists with us today to discuss the new payroll tax deferral that was enacted on August 8, 2020 by President Trump. Our first accounting specialist joins us from Kentucky. Melissa, why don't you share with us more about your background? Hi, Heidi. I have been working in tax for almost 13 years now. Uh, I was in public accounting for about five, and then I worked for an, a law firm for the next eight preparing taxes. But now I have left public accounting, and I am teaching accounting at my alma mater, which is a small liberal arts school in Kentucky. Well, I'm so happy to have you with us today. Thank you for being here. I'm excited. Our second accounting specialist with us today is Tessa. Tessa, tell us what your background entails. Hi guys, um, so my background entails, I've got 10 years of experience as an accounting specialist. I worked uh, five years in the private sector and now I've been five years uh, with the federal government. I'm originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida and I'm still here now. Well, I'm so glad you're here with us today. Thank you. Another accounting specialist with us today is Tara. Tara, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I have a bit of a different background. I'm pretty fresh out of college. Um, graduated in 2019 with my bachelor's degree in accounting, business administration, and environmental studies. And I actually work in governmental accounting as a cost accountant for the Air Force. So this is all pretty different from what I look at every day. That must be really interesting. I'm so glad that you're here with us. Thank you. Well, by the end of the podcast today, you will know what the payroll tax deferral is, how it affects you as an employee, what to consider when your employer opts in or opts out, and the potential future effects of this tax deferral as well. Before we get into the details with our accounting specialists, let's discuss a brief history of what the payroll tax is and what the tax deferral involves. Payroll taxes include old age, survivor, and disability insurance, which is commonly known as Social Security, and hospital insurance, which is commonly known as Medicare. These taxes can be collectively referred to as FICA. For the calendar year 2020, these taxes are applied at a rate of 15.3% on wages up to $137,700. The cost is split equally between the employer and the employee, with each paying 6.2% for Social Security tax and 1.45% for Medicare tax. In response to the COVID-19 emergency, in an effort to provide additional temporary relief to support working Americans, to put money directly into Americans' pockets, and to hopefully generate additional employment incentives, President Trump directed the Secretary of the Treasury to allow for partial deferral of payroll taxes. The executive memo calls for the deferral of the withholding deposit and payment of the tax that's imposed by the Internal Revenue Code Section 3101A. This is the Social Security tax portion, the 6.2%, that is deducted from employees' wages. The secretary was further directed to explore avenues to allow for the forgiveness of this tax. To provide a detailed picture of the enacted legislation and who is affected by it, we move on to our first tax specialist, Melissa. 
Welcome again, Melissa. Hi, um, unfortunately, we do not have a lot of formal guidance at this point in time because it is such a new tax legislation. It's not even legislation, a presidential memo um, that has then been expanded by IRS notice 2020-65. Uh, other additional guidance we've received was in just a monthly payroll call with the IRS and so we aren't working with a lot of code or regulations for this and it's a developing area. In fact, uh, we don't even know what your end of the year W-2s are going to look like, but we'll discuss what we are looking at at this point in time. What we do know is that the employers make the decision whether to opt out of the withholding or not. Um, you as an employee don't really have a say in that matter. Your employer will tell you whether they are going to opt out of the relief, the deferral, or whether they're going to opt in and go ahead and defer your social security taxes. I guess that's the first thing that you need to know as an employee is that it's just a deferral and not actually a forgiveness of your social security portion, which means that they are not going to withhold the social security tax from your check now, but then starting in 2021, you're going to have to pay back what they should have withheld in the end of 2020. Um, basically, it, your check will be bigger from September to December of this year, and then it will be extra small in January through April of next year as they go ahead and take those taxes out then. Um, so you may have a lot of extra money for Christmas, but don't spend it all because you will uh, potentially be having to pay that back later. Who does this affect if your employer opts in? The forgiveness is only allowed for those of you who have an average paycheck, usually less than $4,000. That's on the gross check um, based on a biweekly check. So an every two weeks paycheck. If you get paid on a different pay schedule like weekly or twice a month or once a month, uh, you would adjust your amount to be what it would look like if you were paid every two weeks. And then if you were to make less than $4,000, you would be eligible for this deferral. That is about $104,000 annually, but it's determined on a paycheck by paycheck basis. So it's possible that maybe you work on commission and normally you make less than $104,000, but maybe at the end of the year you get your big bonus check. And at that point in time, it may be something more than $4,000, in which case then you would not get the deferral on that check, even though you got it on all your other checks during the year. Um, it's a and statement, not an or statement. So you have to generally make less than $4,000 and actually make less than $4,000 on that check in order to get the deferral. Um, like I said, back um, once we get into 2021, the employers are supposed to take that deferred tax, split it up rateably between all of your paychecks for the four months 
January, February, March, and April of 2021 and withhold it from there. We don't really know what happens if you quit or are fired in that time period. Tessa might talk about that a little bit more. Um, but that's pretty much all we know right now is that your employer makes a decision for you and that you are at this point on the hook to pay that back in 2021. Uh, to gain a better understanding of what this means for you and maybe what your employers were looking at when they decided to opt in or opt out, I am going to move it to our next accounting specialist, Tessa Watson. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, I'm just gonna go into a little bit more detail. She did cover a lot of what I'm about to go into. Um, but basically, since the decision to initiate the tax referral is up to the employers, they should carefully consider all potential consequences before making any decisions to defer withholding the social security tax. First, the employer remains reliable if they, if they cannot recover the amounts uh, from the employee. The IRS states that if the deferred amounts are not paid to the government in a timely manner as requested, then interest penalties and additions to tax will begin to accumulate in early uh, May 2021. Therefore, the employers may want to get input from their employees before proceeding. A good thing that they should maybe keep in mind is communication. Communication would be really crucial in order to make sure that the employees are educated on the matter and then the occurrence of having to pay back the amount in early 2021. Then they'll be better prepared for the deduction in their paychecks. Like you said, they won't get um, used to getting all this extra income uh, during the holidays and then they're gonna have to remember to uh, start getting that deducted um, early next year. Uh, providing information through seminars, handouts, or emails would be really beneficial to employers as well as the employees. I know me personally, as a federal employee, uh, we have to opt in no matter what. Um, so I've already started getting um, my additional about $150 uh, paycheck, um, which is nice now, but uh, luckily um, my agency has provided us many emails, um, provided seminars, question and answer sessions uh, where we've been able to really get educated and understand what's going on. Um, and I really think that has been beneficial to me and my fellow coworkers. And I think that's something that all employers should really take into consideration uh, when determining if they want to opt in or opt out of the tax deferral. President Trump pledged to ensure that the tax is forgiven. However, to enact the pledge, it will still need approval from Congress. There also needs to be concern for the legislative process because in the past it has a tendency uh, to be uncertain. So the employer should also consider the pledge from Democrats because at this point they have not been supportive of this and they are not supportive of the tax forgiveness. And is this a risk that the employers are willing to take? I don't know. Um, the Department of Treasury has deemed that further relief is the necessary action that needs to be taken to support working Americans. And that's why they want this tax deferral. The deferral is meant to put money directly into the pockets of the American people and to create additional incentives for work and employment. If chosen to implement, the employers have a chance to receive tax forgiveness, which eliminates the obligation to pay the taxes deferred. So what if the employers choose to opt out? Tara will discuss the reasons and potential consequences for choosing to opt out of the tax deferral. Okay, so I think that it's really funny that Tessa actually her agency, we both work for the executive branch that was required to opt in. Um, and she got a lot more information from her agency than I had gotten from my agency. It actually came as a big surprise to me. Uh, I pretty much got an email that said, hey, starting this date, 
you will no longer have your social security taxes taken out. They're being deferred. And that's all I got. Um, so that was my personal experience. Um, but going into the actual opting out for employees, anybody who I know who is not in the executive branch, um, their employers have decided to opt out. And most of the research that I've done, I found a lot of media articles talking about the deferral. And a lot of them were against the deferral because like in the Forbes article, they named it um, payroll tax deferral and then in parentheses, not a payroll tax cut overview. And in it, they talked about the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, along with th uh, 30 other organizations like the National Retail Federation, sent a letter to Congress in its opposition to the plan. They stated in quotations, many of our members consider it unfair to employees to make the decision that would force a big tax bill on them next year. It would also be um, unworkable to implement, to implement a system where employees make the decision. The chamber's letter stated, therefore, many of us members would like, would, will likely decline the implementation deferral, choosing to instead continue to withhold and remit to the government the payroll taxes required by law. And then they actually have a really nice list of big organizations that aren't opting in. So they decide to opt out like Costco, Johnson Johnson, Procter & Gamble, FedEx, and a lot of, um, you know, small local governments and state governments opted out as well. So that's all I have. Well, thank you guys for, for being here today. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom with all of the, uh, the uh, employees here that are trying to get more information on this deferral and what it means for them. And um, I hope you guys have a great day and thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.